The Holy Gospel of our Savior, Jesus Christ, according to Mark. Jesus and his disciples went to Capernaum, and when the Sabbath came, he entered the synagogue and taught. They were astounded at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. Just then, there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent and come out of him. And the unclean spirit, convulsing him and crying with a loud voice, came out of him. They were all amazed, and they kept on asking one another, What? is this a new teaching with authority he commands even the unclean spirits and they obey him at once his fame began to spread throughout the surrounding region of galilee the gospel of the lord holy and loving god write a message on our hearts Bless us, direct us, and send us out, living letters of the word. Amen. Please be seated. I smiled when I read something a dear friend shared on social media the other day. Upon leaving their house early in the morning, they turned to their dog at the door and said, I'll be a good girl, you be back. Reverse it. Their reversal may have been caused by the hour or a lack of coffee or just an everyday oops. We're not perfect, you know. Yet I was gladdened at the love at the root of the garbled comment. So many of us, when we leave the house or end a conversation or close a note, We share an expression of love and assurance that we will be together again. In a world that is a frightening and anxious place, that promise that we have a safe harbor to return to is life-giving. And I was reminded of one of my favorite moments in Scripture, a moment in a book that sadly we don't read very often, only once every three years according to our lectionary, and that is the book of Ruth. In the first chapter, Ruth's husband has died, and her mother-in-law, Naomi, whose husband has also died, instructs, implores Ruth to return to her family rather than stay with her. Naomi is on the verge of despair, and she says heartbreakingly, No, my daughter, it has been far more bitter for me than for you, because the hand of the Lord has turned against me. But Ruth says, Do not press me to leave you or turn back from following you. Where where you go, I will go. Where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people and my God, my God. 
Ruth assures Naomi in that moment that she will not abandon her. So they stay together. And the rest, as they say, is history. Very important history, as a matter of fact. Because later, because Ruth stayed with Naomi, Ruth meets someone else, and they get married, and they bear a son, and that lineage is uh, that was founded in such a moment of love and devotion, that lineage produces someone you might have heard of, King David, who then produces someone you also may have heard of, Jesus, Grandma Ruth done good. And I believe these stories of love and devotion connect to some key themes in today's gospel. We are early in Jesus' ministry as recorded in the book of Mark. Jesus has been baptized by his cousin John. He has been tempted in the wilderness. He has called for his first disciples. And now on a Sabbath day in Capernaum, a prosperous seaside burg in the bustling and diverse land of Galilee, Jesus finds himself in the synagogue. Scholars believe that this synagogue was one of the most beautiful and ornate in the region. And there he taught, and the people were amazed at the authority and command of Scripture that he possessed. But strange things are afoot in the synagogue that day. For there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Are you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. And Jesus promptly exercises this poor man, and the spirit of evil leaves him. And again, the people are astounded. This miraculous act of power could be interpreted in a number of ways. For one, it is a demonstration of Jesus' status as the Messiah and the abilities given to him by his Father. But I don't think that the people or you or me are meant to merely and only ooh and ah at this moment. There is much more to this story. Let's read Mark again. There was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit. And that detail, a man in their synagogue, means, at least to me, the way I read it, this man was not a stranger that wandered in off the street, but he was a member of their synagogue. Those who were there to witness the power of Jesus' words and teachings knew this man. They know his people, and his people were their people. Some were probably friends with this man. They may have known this man before he was ensnared by the unclean spirits, and they may have walked with him after he was possessed by the spirits. He was one of them. And in the same way that we don't forsake those we love, in the same way that Ruth stayed with Naomi, in the same way that this man was still part of his synagogue, even though he was uh, embattled by so much torment, God, too, did not abandon his child in his moment of need. Instead, God sends his son 
to rebuke the spirit, to quiet his fell voice, and to order it to come out. The man in the end is made well. All of us are unwell in some way, shape, or form. Some of us struggle with physical disease. Some of us struggle with mental illness. Others grapple with addiction or trauma or fear. All of us are beset from time to time with horrible things that attempt to destroy our blessedness and hide our belovedness. We too fear that we will be resigned to such forces. But the good news this day is that God walks alongside us this day and every day. Whatever challenge we face, we, do, we never do so alone. For where we go, God goes. Where we go, we will be healed. And this healing is not for some, not for the blessed few, but for all of God's creation. All will be healed through a God who became incarnate in Jesus Christ. In just a few minutes, we will gather once again at the Lord's table for a celebration of the Holy Eucharist. In that meal, we experience the foretaste of the heavenly banquet when all that is broken will be restored and all that are lost will be found. And listen to our Eucharistic prayer this day. For we will pray when our disobedience took us far from you, you did not abandon us to the power of death. In your mercy, you came to our help so that in seeking you, we might find you. May we all find God this day and every day. And we know, may we know that God finds us even when we struggle, even when we wrestle, even when we are captured by the darkness, God will find us. And then more than ever, God will bring us home. Amen.